Hi, this is Helen and Terry Norbo from Sweden. Welcome to our podcast, Reformation Scandinavia. We pray that this message will inspire you to a deeper intimacy with Jesus. Remember, you can reform and change your life for the eternity today. Enjoy this message. This very first episode of Reformation Scandinavia, we just want to introduce ourselves. I'm Swedish and my husband is Norwegian and we met each other in the Bible school Word of Life in Uppsala, Sweden. And we fell in love. And I remember when we first started to say hello, Tarja was trying before the marriage just to uh, say hello and, you know, to introduce himself. And so one day he, he took the boldness to himself and he just said, hello, my name is Terry. And the first thing I said was, are you German? And he was so offended by that because he's Norwegian. I had a very specific thing that I thought this is how a Norwegian sounded like. So that was a funny story (laughs) with our first meeting, our very first time we said hello. But he went the second year in the Bible school when we got married. And then we went to a summer Bible school for mission. Because God had spoken to our hearts that we were missionaries uh, in a very powerful meeting in Uppsala. I remember that that was a very special moment to us because we both uh, had a longing inside our hearts yeah. to, to start with a mission. And as you know, uh, I have a relative that has been a missionary in China for 20 years. And somehow this has been inside the family. I understood that we could agree about that mission was something that we were longing forward to do. And the word of life at that time, you know, it was, uh, you heard about mission trips, you heard about different stories, and it was all about mission. So naturally, it grew inside of us that we wanted to travel out to the mission field. Yeah. Hence, we, we uh, started, we heard about a summer missionary school in 95 at Word of Life. And we were looking forward like uh, small children before Christmas. And on that, we were out on the field for some days and we were camping. And they taught us how to kill rabbits and chickens. Because they said, you need to know this just in case you have, you, you're placed in a country and you don't have food. You maybe have to hunt for your food. So we really had to do that. We needed some basic uh, survival <laughs> skills. Yeah. And we actually <laughs> had to kill a rabbit when we are, were out as missionaries. Too. It was, but that's another story. There it's a, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yes. But so we went out to, to the mission field and we lived in Brno in Czech Republic for almost three years. And it was an amazing time. We just loved being missionaries. We loved the Czech people and and to know another culture and help them to grow. So we started a a small church there in the city, uh, in the business city in in Czech Republic. Do you remember what the name was? Yeah, it was Zlin. Zlin. But you forgot also to mention that we stayed for more than three months in Bratislava, the capital city of Slovakia. Our first daughter was born in the Czech Republic. In, we, now we have four daughters, <laughs> special daughters, and three of them are born in Norway. Mm. So after 
the, the stay in Czech Republic. They called us home. They said, we will leave over the, the work to the Czech people. So they will take the baton and they will run the race, continue with this work that mm. we have started. So a long story short, we made, moved to, to Norway and we bought our very first house, mm. our home, which was a very bad house. <laughs> so we renovated it. And, you know, I was pregnant and was about to give birth and I lived in this building place it, it was this huge challenge for me uh, but you are working in started to do business and you you grew very powerfully in in the business you were very good in business I was also studying full-time as well so yeah. I had a uh, three different jobs in the same time I was working with a house almost daily and every weekend so it was non-stop and then on the top i had my full-time work as a businessman and then on the top of that again i studied full-time and um, people in general they uh, th were thinking how could you cope with yeah. all of that but during this time uh, with all this work it also kind of drew us both away from god yeah. from being the missionary, strong missionary out in the field, uh, starting now becoming lukewarm. Yeah, because we got disappointed both in God and in people. And Tarja was saying... Because we thought that, you know, when you have been out in the mission field, and somehow you thought that you were was going to be celebrated or somehow. Yeah, good. Well done, you well faithful done and, servant. Uh, and somebody <laughs> was going to take care of that but, or take care of you, actually. But uh, no, nothing at all. So we were disappointed. And Tarja at one point said, I think that the people in the world are nicer than the people in the church. And he just said, I, I don't want to go to church anymore. It was a hard time for us because we are both grown up. In it was kind of a harsh thing to say, but uh, maybe it also uh, actually honestly said how I really felt at yeah. the time. And we all both grew up in Christian homes, so this was quite hard to, mm. to deal with. But one summer, uh, my parents live in Sweden and we are in Norway. We have two children at that time. And we went for holiday to, to my parents. And my dad was a pastor at that time. And he had a conference there mm. in his church. And it was a beautiful sunny day. And my wise mother, she said, I will take the kids and you go to the meeting. Mm. And Tarja said, mm, I don't want that. But he thought, well, we are going to be close to a very nice beach and we we have a babysitter yeah. so let's go so we went to this meeting and your dad has uh, a visitor a minister from united states called prophetess uh, peggy code yeah and so we went to this meeting an afternoon service the sun was shining it was warm outside we the beach was you know very it was very a torture close. to be there yeah and Terry was in agony yes. he was like let's go to the beach we have a baby yes, let's get out of here let's get out of here and i said oh no my dad is up there in the front of the stage and he will he's watching everything about us so i said no and we I was cannot thinking oh boy Oh boy, I, do I really have to suffer staying here? Yeah, and you were in agony and I was in agony because I knew how much you were <laughs> tormented by this sitting in the church. Uh -huh. 
But thank God that we stayed because that woman afterwards, when she, my dad said, hey, this is my daughter and my son-in-law. And she started to prophesy over us. And it was like a shower just coming over us mm, uh, so powerfully. And she, she prophesied about being leaders and all this. Uh, and it was like God was just telling us, I love you, son and daughter. I am not forgotten about mm. you. I My calling is still upon your life. And it was so powerfully. God it, really it was touched like our a, hearts. It was like a cracking the ice that was upon us. Yeah. That have kept us down. And all of a sudden heat came back. Yeah. Fire came back. It was like a light from above that came back. And all of a sudden all the things that you have already been stirred down in your hearts. Started to wake up again. Amen. It was right like that, absolutely. It was a special, a special moment. And that is what a prophetic word can do. Mm. A prophetic word can change a person's life one, forever. One word. One the, word. From the Lord. Can change every situation. Amen. And every stony heart and every uh, bitter heart. God can just break through with the right word in the right time. So don't be afraid of the prophetic words. Just release it Amen. when you feel that you have a word from the Lord. You need to be obedient and just release it. Because you don't know what effect and what Amen. fruit that word Amen. can do. So when we were thinking of a title of this special episode, episode number Number one, uh, we decided to call this one. Um, look what the Lord has look done. Look what the Lord has done. Yeah. And uh, when we are looking back in the back mirror, it's amazing things that we have done so far and been a part of. So, yeah, look what the Lord has done. Yeah. So we're going to fast forward a little bit some years uh, we moved back to Sweden and uh, but let's stop there because um, after we met this uh, lady Peggy Cole uh, and uh, you know the fire of the Lord started to burn inside of us we got a longing for uh, to to go back to word of li uh, life actually but this time not to Uppsala but to Gothenburg and we actually also had to move out because our house uh, grew, to, became too small and we were expecting our fourth children. So we came into a point of our lives where we had to move actually. So we started, decided to uh, move to Gothenburg and to go back into World of Life. And there some other things started to happen. Yeah. So we're going to fast forward, but I want to just... Uh, say this that when you are on fire for God you mm. need the right environment to be kept in fire to be keep to, to keep the fire burning inside of you because if you are in the wrong environment the passion and the fire will be turned out it will it will mm. it will lose its power in your life so you need to be in the right environment Amen. and if you are not you need to find somebody you need to mm. find your tribe that where you can thrive where you can grow and where the fire find can be some kept. people that is on fire yes because if you <laughs> want to have fire you need to be uh, together with those who are on fire so search for the fire because when you find a fire, you will be turned on as well. Yes. And you will get a hold of the fire of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So we moved back to Sweden. And after some years, I was a stay-at-home mom. And I 
felt so empty inside. I felt lukewarm and I felt the apathy in my own heart, mm. but also in the surrounding. So I started to cry out and I said, God, I'm saved. I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm. but I am not baptized in the fire. So God, I ask you for the baptism of fire in my life. Mm. And you know, I was desperate for the fire of God mm. and I wept day and night. I actually wept in the nighttime, tears just flowing through my, down my face and just, mm. God, you need to baptize me in the fire. Uh, and I prayed and I prayed, but God, I answered that call mm. and as, answered that, that cry out from my heart. And he really met me in my house when I was home with my children and he started to put the fire back in my heart and he started to mark my heart mm. really mark it with a fire but then I was I was burning inside of me but I had a husband who had become lukewarm as well and I started to pray because it he, was kind of strange because we were uh, I would say above average active inside and uh, in the church I mean, uh, we were doing with the sound. I was ministering and been preaching uh, several times a year, and we were doing a lot of things. But s despite of that, our hearts started to grow cold. Yeah, and so but we it doesn't thinking, have to do anything with with yeah. how active you are in a church if your heart is not passionate to Jesus. It was something that was missing, and yeah. we were fr frustrated. We wanted to find another church. But it was like God was holding us uh, uh, back and said, it's the right thing, but it's not the right time. And you were also very successful in your business. Mm. But I started to pray for Tarja and I laid my hands on his bed and I anointed his pillow with oil. And Amen. I said, God, you need to give my husband a mark of your spirit. You need to put an awaken the fire inside of him. Mm. And you need to awaken the calling upon his life again. You need to stir it up once again. And mm. I cried out and I didn't give up. I prayed and I prayed until my husband was there. Mm. And I want to say to you, maybe you have children, maybe you have a spouse that is not on fire for God and I just want to encourage you to keep on pressing on in the spirit mm. pray for them intercede anoint their pillows with with oil and just you know put a prayer cloth in their bed or whatever just pray for them God hears you call them back mm. and right now I just want to pray for you if you feel that you have lost the fire if you have lost the passion for Jesus if you've lost the intimacy with the Holy Spirit or if your spouse or your family you have a family member that is not on fire for God let me just very shortly here in the middle of this podcast pray for you Holy Spirit, I pray, God, that you will just come upon these people that is listening right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just touch them with your fire, that you will mark their heart with a passion in the intimacy, in the secret place, Father, where they will find you. I pray, God, that as they seek your face, seek the intimacy, Father, that you will just touch them, that you will just mark them with your fire, God, because we cannot stay anymore 
anymore, lukewarm anymore. We cannot stay in apathy anymore. You, we need to be awakened for such a time as this, God. So I pray for every listener right now that they will be stirred in their spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And I release the fire upon you right now. I release the mark of the fire in Jesus' mighty name upon you. Amen. So in 2015, you, we uh, heard about a conference that was going to take place in Stockholm. Yes. In the biggest sports arena called The Globe. Yeah. And uh, tell us what happened. Yeah, it was called the Fire of God Conference. And it was two brothers who had just felt the calling to gather mm. people and to just press into the presence of God. And I went there with my parents and with my sister. And when I entered to this huge arena mm. one of the largest in Sweden at that time I just felt the presence of God it was like hitting a wall almost just you know being knocked out mm. of, on of the presence and it was this that I had been searching for mm. because it, after being in a so-called desert for a while it's easy to know when you have enter an oasis mm. yeah. and it was an oasis mm. and i hardly could keep my tears mm. because it was such a strong presence of the holy spirit in that area and it was not much people there but the presence was there god was there but who were ministering uh, the minister was called Matthias, he's called Matthias <laughs> van der Steen and he's from holland from the netherlands and i'd never heard about him but i thought who is this man? He's on fire. And, you know, I looked him up on Facebook and I started to, to follow him there. And there I saw something one day. And he said, I'm calling all the leaders from every nation in Europe to come to, to Holland, to Mission Possible Europe. And he said, I'm looking for leaders to come and represent their nations. And, you know, I was laying, we were laying in beds and I don't know, well, hit tell you. And I said, we need to go to Holland. And immediately I wrote him and I said, we can represent Sweden. Mm. And he said, no, it's but taken. Why, but why? We need to explain the audience and why. And the thing was, they wanted to call out leaders from every single nation in the whole Europe uh, for a manifestation. They wanted to, during their conference from Wednesday to Saturday, they wanted to have a flag manifestation walking inside the hall just to cry out for God for each nation. And therefore, they were calling out leaders to mm. come and represent their own nation. And then, and then uh, you know, since I'm from Norway and you're from Sweden, we said that we could represent both and it ended with us representing both Sweden and Norway. Yeah. And we didn't have the money to go there mm. because it's quite far. Uh, it, it takes 12 to 13 hours one way nonstop mm. uh, in the car. And we didn't have the money to go, but God provided that. Amen. And we said we can sleep in the car. Just a day or two before, you know, yeah, the money we, came forth. Yeah, and mm. we, we said we can sleep in the car or we can just fast for the whole three days yes. there. But it, that we was were desperate. This, we were desperate and so hungry, mm. so hungry for the presence of God. And so we went there. And by a miracle. Mm. And uh, when we came into the auditorium, 
we felt the same thing as mm. I felt in, in Stockholm. Mm. The presence of God was so thick in that place. Yes. And it was like hitting that wall again with the presence. I remember because, you know, after driving for 12 hours, you're kind of tired and it was dark. And you know, we were a little bit late for the first meeting. But we were, when we saw the meeting was going on already out at the parking spot, you felt the Holy Spirit and you could not get inside the venue fast enough. Yeah, mm -hmm. and if we were basically crying for three days <laughs> because it was so yes. thick presence in that in that area, and it was also this that we had been longing for so passionately mm. and been hungry for, mm. because hunger will take you somewhere mm. that you have never been before. But in that conference, we heard about the School of the Supernatural Heroes, mm. because the church there was called House of Heroes, mm. so they called the school Super School of the Supernatural Heroes. And the funny thing is that both the conference, Mission Possible Europe, and the School of Supernatural Heroes was going to take place in a city called Nykirk. And the funny thing about Nykirk is it means new church. Yeah. So God was about to birth a new thing in that very place. Yeah. And so for one whole year, 11 times, we went down to Holland, to, to the Netherlands, hungry, desperate yeah. for more of God. It's kind of a wild thing to do because, I mean, if you drive 12 hours... Travel one way, one way nonstop for for uh, just one day at school from nine in the morning to five in the afternoon, and then for only a evening service, and then for twelve hours back again. And you know that you're having children at home that you have to leave, and you know that when you come home late on Sunday eve, you have to go at work Monday morning yeah. again. And we did this over and over and over. But the thing is that we actually at the time did not care. No. Because we have decided in our hearts that this is, what, uh, this is God's best for us right now. And we want to stick to what God has said. Because one of the ministers said, you never know what is on the other side of the obedience. Yeah. And that thought glued fast in our minds and that's why we kept going kept going month after month because we wanted so badly to know what's on the other side yeah and the hunger and the desperation for more of god and and the presence of god and we said we are willing to pay the price because it was mm -hmm. a high price both financially and we le left our children at home and mm -hmm. all this but one day when we were going back home in September, the 24th, <laughs> the 24th, we, we went home. We had gone, been going through, through the Netherlands, through Germany and Denmark, and we had entered Sweden again. Mm. It was dark. We had been driving for tw tw 10, 10, 10, 11 hours. It was raining outside and we were so tired. But we put on the music with uh, Jesus culture, the fresh outpouring. Mm. And, you know, we played it over and over again in the car. And suddenly we felt the Holy Spirit just crash into the car. Mm. And we started to cry because we cried with that song. God, we need a fresh outpouring in Sweden. We need to see an awakening and revival in this nation. So we started to cry out. And God spoke to us there. Yeah, all of a sudden it felt like the Holy Spirit just crashed into our car. We can say so. 
and uh, we started to cry and uh, we got a rhema word from the heaven I would say and uh, the Lord told us so clearly you need to start or I want you to start a similar school in Sweden so we call it school of the supernatural suite this was on Sunday uh, September the 24th in uh, 2017 already on f December the 1st the same year we put on our website we ha almost had like 80% of the teachers ready we were going to start School of Supernatural Sweden in Gothenburg on March 10 2018 and you could either buy uh, the ticket for all the eight planned Saturdays similar schedule to the one in Holland or you could come time after buy time buying a day ticket. So when we started on March 10 with Matthias van der Steen as the main opening minister, with half of the Matthias uh, worshipping team together with a Swedish one, we had 89 registrations of students from all over, mostly Sweden, but also from Denmark, Norway, and so forth. We had actually seven nation, six nations participating, participating during the first year. And it grew almost like uh, more than 20% to the next gathering. And by the end of September, we have had more than, no, we have had 165 unique students uh, that have been there one or more times during this year coming from 65 places all over Sweden. Yeah. So it was so um, convincing that it was, you know, uh, assign an assignment from God. And you have to remember that Sweden is not a very large nation. Uh, we have 10 million people living here in the, the whole nation. Mm. So you may, might say in America or whatever that that was not very large. But for us in, in Sweden, it's unique. It's It yes. was one of the largest Bible schools in this nation. But you also have to remember that we in Sweden, we don't have the prophetic movement at that time that America has. Mm. So we were crying out, come over. We were, we're like the Macedonian men just crying out, come over here and help us. And we called for the apostles and the prophetic people in America and all over to just say, come help us to stir up the atmosphere and stir up the wells of revival again in this nation. And, and there are so many testimonies from this time. Now we have, uh, we have finished three years already. And uh, for example, in the second year, there was one lady, travel, 69 years old, traveling every month from London to Gothenburg just because of hunger. In the yeah. first year, we had a lady flying two hours one way only inside of Sweden. And people were coming for several nations just because they were heard about that a fire was going on. Yeah. And another guy, he said, what's going on in Sweden? Yeah. Uh, it's Jesus is going on in Sweden. Yeah. He's starting to stir up something in Sweden, in our nations. Because God have not forgotten Sweden, Norway, Denmark or Scandinavia or the Nordic nations as well. Yeah. Hallelujah. We're, we have been called the, the, one of the most secular countries in the world. And one time the Holy Spirit asked me, can anything good come out of the north? And I said, yes, they, there is a warring people uh, that is rising up. Mm. I mean, we have been Vikings. We have been conquering territories. You know, we have been spreading out and we, we have been doing so many things in the spirit. But God is raising up the spiritual Vikings that is going to conquer and being revival carrier. 
careers in Europe. Mm. So this uh, month, in the month of February 2021, we are about to start our fourth year. Yes. And, uh, you know, as the title said, look what the Lord has done. So many things up to this point. And when we look back, what a journey. And uh, since the start in 2018, uh, we have been added Gothenburg Christian School of Business. We have added uh, Scandinavian Prophetic Institute. We have added School of the Prophets and many more things. And we have had 50 Holy Spirit Nights evening services. And by the end of this year, 2021, we will have had uh, 53 ministers from 17 nations. So God is doing something in Scandinavia. Yes. And we are believing that God is about to reform our nation. That's why our podcast is called Reformation Scandinavia. That is our vision. That is what we are dreaming about. That is why we are breathing. This is what we are longing for. We are longing for to see the fire of the Lord taking place and burning from the north to the south, from the east to the west, and put people on fire, waking them up, and uh, go and then search Jesus Christ like never before. Amen. That was amazing. And that we believe that if you want to pray for Scandinavia, we need your prayers. Mm. So, And we would love to have contact with you. If you want to just support the ministry with your prayers and what, what God is doing in Scandinavia. We would be grateful. Yes, please pray for us. Yes. Because we are breaking ground. We are pioneering something new. And we're stirring up the wells of revival that has been hidden in this nation. Thank you for listening to Reformation Scandinavia. If you have been blessed, please share this message. Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen. We would love to stay connected with you. To receive our newsletter and to give to our ministry, go to reformationscandinavia.se. Maybe you have a relationship to Scandinavia. Send us an email and tell us more about it. Be blessed and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.